Well, it's lovely to be here. And um, I love talking about the journey of life because that's what we're all on, right? A journey of life. So I want you to have a look at your shoes for a minute or your feet, whatever that is. You might look at it and go, oh, I love my shoes. They're my new gorgeous boots. Women, don't you love boots in winter? Oh, my gosh. I love buying new boots. I go... I'm so happy with my new boots. It's a girl thing. We just love shoes. Can't help it. Anyway, I'm sure men, sometimes you love your, I don't know what, favourite Nike something or your, your slippers. Isn't there anything better than getting on those favourite slippers? Yes. But anyway, have a look at your feet for a minute and just think about where you've been, how, how they've been travelling. Where have you been recently? Maybe you've been on a trip Maybe those feet just take you every day to your work, to the routine of your life. Maybe those feet get to go somewhere different and exciting this year. Anyone gone on amazing holidays this year? Lots of hands. That's not fair. Maybe some of you have gone to Fiji or Europe or all sorts of places. Your feet have gone there. Not those particular shoes, but your feet take you there. We get to travel far and wide, don't we? Um, quite a few years ago, my husband finally took me to Paris. I'm like going, these feet went to Paris and Rome. And it was so amazing to think of the, the ways that we can travel with our life. But then I think the real journey that we're on isn't done with our feet. I think it's done here, deep inside, in our souls. Would you agree? And I want to ask you, How are you faring in that journey? Because this journey that we go on is the deepest, longest, most profound journey that we can go on compared to the external journeys that we go on, yes? And how are you doing in your soul journey these days? Or where have you been? We're going to focus on thinking a little bit about that. Because I have found in my soul journey of life that... My journey doesn't always match the map that I had planned for it to go. Are you a map person? Yeah, I'm a map person. I get so lost. I'm lost without my GPS. So I often tell my husband, after my family, I love my GPS next because it just saves me so much. But how I wish the map of life worked like my GPS in the car. I just put the address in and it takes me there. But then I find sometimes in life you think you're heading in one direction... And, hey, you're just, you're just out somewhere else. Sometimes I've discovered you can find yourself on a road that's not even on the map, that you can be facing mountains that you go, I didn't even know these maps. They're not even, th- these mountains aren't even on the map. Life can be full of contradictions, full of surprises. I like to use the word mystery because even as a Christ follower... Being a Christian doesn't mean we get to understand the map all the time, does it? Or that the path is clear. It just means that we have someone travelling with us that helps us every single step of the way to make meaning from it. And I especially love the Psalms. I used to just live in the Psalms. Because I guess I felt like as I read those truthful, honest words of people, just like you and me, living a life where sometimes... It didn't make sense. And sometimes it's joyful 
and you have a psalm that says, God, you're so wonderful. I praise you a thousand times. And then all of a sudden in the next breath, they're like, God, where are you? You've abandoned me. You've left me. Are you ever going to remember me? Do you relate to that? Yes. I can see the nods because that is what life can be, isn't it? Sometimes we sense God's presence so joyfully. And other times you go, God, I'm actually wondering if you even exist, you know. And I think God deliberately made sure those psalms, those cries got into our Bible for you and me today because he knew we would need to read those words of other people on their journey. He knew that we would be facing days that didn't make sense and he wanted us to know it's okay that's life. That's how life unfolds sometimes. But that he is with us, every part of it. And I've written a song with my husband about that, about the journey of life and about having honest conversations with God. So I'd like to sing it to you. You might relate a bit to it. It's with God and with others about your life. Well, some of our journeys... We don't get to choose them all, do we? Some of them we choose. You know, you can choose who you marry. Choose where you live, where you go to school. We make lots of choices. But sometimes, some of those journeys, it's almost like they choose us. We don't get to choose them. We find ourselves sometimes, whether we like it or not, travelling up on a journey we never signed up for. And they redefine our life, maybe forever, maybe for a season. That could be chronic medical conditions, accidents, divorce, infertility, bankruptcy, cancer, tragedies. I wonder how many unexpected journeys are sitting in this room today. Maybe you've been on one a long time ago. Maybe you're in one right now. Maybe you say my whole life has been an unexpected journey. You know, some of those paths that are unexpected, they just last for... A season or a while. A bit like a dark valley that you go through and then you come through it and you're able to look back over your shoulder like that and you say, oh wow, I am glad that is behind me. Wow, that was a difficult path to travel. But other times we find ourselves on a, tr- on a path that continues for the rest of our lives and sometimes that pathway can involve heartbreak or even suffering. But I've discovered that it's sometimes those unexpected journeys that can bring us the most insight. And sometimes we learn our richest life lessons on those unexpected journeys. They can draw out of us things that we never knew were there. My unexpected journey is a love story. But it's raw and real. It's not a Disneyland type of love story that you watch a movie about on Netflix. It's a love story that messes with you. And that love story crashed into my life 13 years ago now in a blur of trauma with the birth of my twin girls, Jasmine and Sunny. They were born three months early and Sunshine paid a high price to survive. She has severe cerebral palsy. And she's profoundly deaf. And thanks to the miracle of a cochlear implant 
she can hear us to a degree today. But she needs full-time care. And she also knows how to smile and to love and to rock your world with that smile. At the beginning, when this unexpected pathway started to continue in front of me, I fought that journey. I fought it hard. I thought, this can't be my path. No way, God, would you let this path unfold for me. I needed to fix it all so I could get back onto my dream path with no disappointments or diagnosis. I believed I was meant to have a life of blessing, not heartache. Healthy children, not sick children. But here's the thing I didn't understand about life. This was the life that was unfolding um, for me. And it was full of hospitals and therapists and surgeries and meds and wheelchairs. And for a long time, I felt like my life was over. But it wasn't. It was just going to be very different. And that's what unexpected journeys are. Very different to the ones we expected, but still our life. And that's what it is today still. A completely different journey of motherhood and family life from the one I expected I would have. And really, I guess, we just call it our new normal. We have a different normal than the typical families. We have a different rhythm to our life. We have limitations and our life is always complicated. And there is more work in our daily routine than perhaps other families. And the truth is, it can be exhausting mentally, physically and emotionally. And spiritually, I can't begin to tell you the adventure and the mystery that this journey takes your faith on. But ask me what I am learning from my unexpected journey. And I will tell you that I am learning a hard but stunning lesson in love. Sacrificial love, a crazy love, a fierce love, a love that I'd never known, a love that makes you do desperate things like walk away from your dream job, move countries. My day always ends the same. Perhaps it's similar for you if you're a parent with small children or maybe you remember doing this in the early years. Every night I go into my daughter Sunny's room and I check on her and I give her a goodnight kiss. Anyone do that? Isn't that a lovely special time? It's so beautiful. I think because they're quiet and they're still and they're not grubby and it's kind of... You just get those beautiful moments where you can just go, ah, look at them and your heart wells up and there's a little bit of heaven in those little moments, isn't there? And you usually breathe out a prayer of gratitude and thanks and pray over them. Well, I do that every night <clears throat> um, and as she's sleeping, I pause to soak up the beauty of those adorable cheeks and her blonde curls and I don't know how to convey it but for me every night, it's holy ground because it is so bittersweet. There is a heartache there, yes, but I tell you, I wouldn't want to live without that beautiful girl's little face and cheeks ever and right there I feel like I see something it becomes holy ground and I can see the bitter and the sweet and they're not next to each other they're actually together isn't that how life is sometimes 
actually melded in together. And I feel like I get a front row seat to 1 Corinthians 13 verse 13 where it says, and the greatest is love. I never got that until I got sunny. The greatest really is love. Love really is our highest calling. And I've been wrecked by my unexpected journey, but I've been beautifully wrecked. And maybe I want to suggest to you that being broken open and not having any boxes left to fit in your neat little theology and answers, maybe that's the way God wants us to live sometimes. Because that's where we encounter the mystery of God and the real adventure of finding him in our raw, real life rather than following a formula. Maybe our unexpected journeys are an invitation to grow and become someone who we never ever would become if we didn't go on that journey. Maybe our unexpected journeys can be holy ground. So often we think they're the work of the enemy and we try and pray them away. What if often in life it's the work of God in our life? You know, in the early days when um, I was a worship leader at Willow Creek Church and it was a wonderful church, still is, and I had a wonderful team and so I had led worship and it was wonderful, sang wonderful songs with my wonderful team at my wonderful church and then it was over and it was 2am again and there I was up in the dark again with my little daughter up on my shoulder. She was suffering and I didn't know what to do anymore. Doctors didn't know what to do. So it was a very difficult time and I can just remember getting up again in the dark at the top of the stairs. Didn't want to wake the rest of the family. And the contrast of being on the platform singing these beautiful songs to God and I believed every word that I sung. The contrast to hours later being here in my reality where I didn't know anything. I was so broken and all I knew what to do is pour love just pour out love on my little girl. And that's what I did. I took a big sigh. It's like, here we go again. Because this was every night. And I snuggled her up on my shoulder and it was perfect because I could just give her little kisses on her beautiful chubby, chubby little cheeks. And that's what I did. I just poured love into her and I just said, honey, I love you. It's going to be okay. And I felt like in that moment at the top of the stairs that I heard God speak to me. It was like a whisper. And I heard him say, now you're worshipping me. Now. Here in this broken moment, not so much up on the platform with all those amazing songs where it was so easy and so enjoyable to sing. But here in this broken, crushing moment where you choose love, you choose to open yourself and give. And that moment has redefined my life. It's redefined how I see worshipping God. And I've written a song about my daughter, Sunny, and um, the journey that she's taken me on. I want to sing it for you. As you think about your unexpected journeys, because often beauty can be found in the most unexpected places. You know, I've heard that mountain climbers, I'm so not a mountain climber, but mountain climbers, they talk about certain flowers that only grow in the crags on the mountain. Wildflowers that you only see 
when you become a mountain climber. Unexpected journeys can hold beauty for us. And I think sometimes God has placed beauty there for us to actually discover. Well, have you heard the saying, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder? You have? Do you think it's true? I mean, we all see really differently, don't we, in the choices that we make. For example, if I visit your house, I might go, oh, wow, I love your lounge suite. That is beautiful. I would think it is really lovely. And someone else might be there and they go, oh, I hate that. That is awful. The colour, the style, everything. How can two people see things so differently when it's one object? Because it's about how we see and appreciate beauty, isn't it? And how we interpret that beauty. So it's really important, I've discovered, how we see things in our life, on our journey. The quality of how we see our life has so much to do with us rather than what's out there and going on outside of us. And maybe it's not so much about what we see but about what we look for on the journey. I want to ask you a question. As you're travelling through your journey of life, what lens are you viewing your life through today? What glasses are you putting on each morning? I don't know about you, I can see quite a few people here with glasses. I should be wearing my glasses because my notes are a bit blurry, but I'm going, oh, no, I think I'll get away with it. But I, like you, know what it's like to struggle to read And then you put on those magic, wonderful, God-given glasses and you go, oh, thank you. It's so much easier, right? But we put lens on every day. As we wake up, I want you to think about what lens are you looking at your life today in? I think some people might put on glasses of comparison and they look at their life compared to other people. And I can tell you that I don't think that's going to lead to a joyful day. In fact, it can be very destructive because it can lead you to be very judgmental and self-pitying. Some people might like to put on their worry glasses, like to view life through a very blurry lens. It's very grey and very scary. It'll steal your joy on your journey every day. What about glasses of fear? Anyone putting on glasses of fear? They can paralyse you. Putting on glasses of fear as you look at your life, you can't move because it's so dark, it's so scary and you don't see hope, you don't see joy when you have those on. Well, one of my favourites that I used to love putting on, glasses of regret. Oh, my gosh. Looking in the rear vision mirror at what used to be, looking at yesterday... You can't be in your journey today if you're still connected and constantly looking at yesterday's journey, can you? So I've discovered that I'm going to choose every day to put on the most beautiful glasses to see my world. They're called gratitude glasses. Do you wonder why the Bible in the New Testament especially is full of encouragement for us to give thanks? Give thanks in all things. We are constantly encouraged to do that. I believe that's because there's a secret power in giving thanks. 
and in going through life with gratitude glasses. I've discovered some things since wearing my gratitude glasses. It cultivates a sense of being present in my life and a sense of contentment in the life that I do have. Rather than wishing for a different life, I find a contentment in the life that I do have because I'm present in it. And there's this beautiful quote that I found as I'm going on my gratitude journey. It says, It is not joy that makes us grateful. It is gratitude that leads to joy. You know, so often we think, well, I'll be grateful when I've got something to be grateful for. Aha, uh -huh. it's about how we look. What are you looking for? And I think if you're waiting to find the joy, to feel gratitude, you're going to be waiting a long, long time and you're not going to feel very joyful on no matter what path, what life is unfolding for you. It really does help us to be present in the life we do have, not the life we wish we had. And it opens our eyes to blessings. When we're more present in our day and thankful for the small blessings, we realise that there are blessings already in our day, already there every day. For me, gratitude is seeing what I do have rather than what I don't have. And it's amazing when you look for it, what you can find. Because if I look for the blessings in my day, guess what? I see them. I see them everywhere. But if I'm looking for disappointment, guess what? Oh my gosh, I find it every day. It's our choice. And sometimes that's the only thing that we have a power over how we choose to respond to what's happening in our journey, what's happening where our feet are taking us. And so I've decided I want my story to be love. I want my story to be joy. So I'm choosing gratitude, especially on the journey with my daughter, Sunny, especially on my unexpected journey. And I'm discovering that I can find I'm looking for hope. I'm looking for holiness. I'm looking for beauty. I'm looking for God on that journey rather than wishing it was fixed or it was different. Every day I encourage you to think about what glasses you're putting on and to try putting on those gratitude glasses, especially if you're on a difficult journey and see what a difference it can make. Um, this is a song that I wrote about my gratitude journey. And um, last year, I decided every day I was going to put my gratitude glasses on and look for something that I was grateful for. And I posted it on social media and ended up with a great following because I needed the discipline to be accountable, to say, you know what, I'm going to find something that I'm grateful for. I'm going to look for the blessing. I'm going to go on a treasure hunt every day no matter what my life is looking like. And it inspired other people to do it too. But the thing is, I learnt so much because there were days when I would have just gone under, I'd have gone, this day is crap, this season is dark. But because I'd made the decision that I believed looking at life through gratitude was the way that God wanted me to find joy. And having that discipline there, choosing that, oh my gosh, 
I found that there was joy even on the difficult, dark days. And sometimes even at the end of the day, the gratitude could be for, hey, I made it through this difficult day and tomorrow is a new day because the mercies of God are new and fresh every single morning, aren't they? So there's so much to be learnt for gratitude. So let me sing this song to you and I want you to think about where are you at with the glasses that you've been putting on lately? In fact, what glasses did you put on this morning as you looked at your life? us into a posture that has 
has saved my life, really. It's a posture of surrendering to God. It's not, it's not like giving up surrendering. It's more like an embracing God and His faithfulness. Not a giving up, not a resigning, not like, oh, I give up God. It's like, you know what, God? most profound moment of saying I trust you even when I can't see you I'm going to surrender to you and believe that all things really do somehow come together for good because you're a good God and I'm going to posture my heart to surrender to you and not be closed and hard but to be open and soft and to listen for your voice not to just wait until my journey improves or gets better, but to find you here on this journey. So just stay with your eyes closed because this is a prayer moment between you and God. And sing along with me.